Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision, a podcast with a unique Irish perspective on the Eurovision Song Contest. 12 points. Ireland. Oh, Welcome back to the Airvision Podcast. It's great to have you back. And we're back with another fantastic episode on the way. We've got a big, big episode on the way with Airvision's very own Eurosong 2023. We're holding our own vote. We've got you guys involved. We've got an international jury. We've got an Irish jury. So it's a big, big episode coming up for you today. It's going to be split into two parts, though, because there's just so much content to discuss. But yeah, very exciting times. Louise, how are you doing? Do which King Queen well to Tongama. Hello everyone. Hope you're all well. I'm very, very excited for this next segment in the Eurosong series. I think it's only right that we really now get into the nitty-gritty, delve into the songs, the tracks, discuss them, what we're hoping to see. I suppose as well, we should acknowledge, you know, over the last few weeks, Connor and I have had a fantastic time chatting to five out of the six artists we have so much respect for those five we have so much time for them I think we are going to find it a little bit difficult to really get into the nitty-gritty yeah and pick out our favorites aren't we Connor because hand on heart I I think I would be happy with any of those five going yeah, absolutely to Eurovision yeah so I don't want this to become too personal a thing either you I think know, we're just stripping it back to the, the song you feel like song. you're talking about your friends and that's that can it. be hard Absolutely. that can be hard yeah no it is and it's it's sad as well I think either way on Friday night we'll be disappointed in mm. a sense because we'll feel you know there's gonna be four four was well, five losers but four of our friends mm. essentially who lose out pals of the podcast, pals of the podcast. Yeah. so it's it's gonna be a bittersweet moment on Friday to get the winning song but also to to see some journeys with Eurosong 2023 come to an end. Yeah. But like we said to all of them, all of them are now part of the Eurovision family, particularly yeah. in Ireland, because once you're in, you're never going. People will so, follow you, want yeah. to see what you're doing. They'll want you to come back the following yeah. year with the new track. They'll be in your DMs, they'll be yeah. everywhere. So, uh, Go to your gigs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the rest will be there. Yeah. And I suppose as well, along with all of... The episodes we've been doing, our socials have been really busy too. Do hop over to our Instagram at Airvision Podcast and our Twitter, Airvision Pod. Particularly our Instagram, the last little while, there's been a lot of interesting discussion mm-hmm. going on there. One thing that did come up from a follower on our Instagram was asking Connor and I how we feel about Eurosong. Almost, I think the question was, do we feel that the Eurosong selection is a good thing for Ireland going forward. What would you say, Connor? Um, is it good going forward? I think based on 2023, 
in terms of the song quality, it is, I guess it's more transparent for us as fans because we get a selection of songs. We can choose it essentially, you know, whereas before it's locked behind doors, no involvement, whereas we have a say this time around. Um, Euro song though, essentially needs to leave the Late Late Show. It needs to be a standalone format. I don't know if I'm too optimistic, but I do feel that they are building a brand within the Late Late and hopefully for RT executives, if it becomes successful and, you know, within Eurovision and also within the community and people liking the concept of it, that they eventually take it out. Now, I am probably being so optimistic. Maybe if you were in charge, Connor, someone with some <laughs> good sense on their shoulders. Yeah, maybe. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like last year, you know, we got graphics, different graphics. It wasn't the late, late graphics. We got a mm. studio. We got a scoreboard kind of sense. Yeah. You know, there was little elements. We have to acknowledge what was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there was yeah. small little milestones that we achieved. Now, like you said, am I just being too optimistic? I probably am. But I do feel that it can work. And based on our discussions with Keeley and in our interview, Michael Keeley, that's the head of delegation um, for, for Ireland.RT, he did say that it was something that might be interest to the new head of entertainment at RT in, in years to come. So hopefully, you know, maybe, possibly, fingers crossed that it happens. But I do think it is a better way of selecting our, our artist okay. for the moment. I would, of course, make plenty of changes. You know, I, I would overhaul the format because I think it's it's too short of a thing but I think it's uh, the essence of it it is it yeah. is better than it's what we've funny. had before it's funny because when we got this question you said yes and I said no yeah. but we actually like we're on the exact same page okay but the reason why mine is kind of ultimately a no that I don't think it's it's good for us going forward is the late late and I've been mm-hmm. so vocal saying that I've um I've discussed it with Michael Keeley himself. He understands where we're coming from with that. I understand the maybe restraints that he is seeing within RT with regard to getting a standalone show. Like we get all of that. I just think that um, I'm acknowledging there's a lot of good things going on. The song quality's gone up. I can acknowledge that the voting is good. I'm glad there's the international vote, the Irish vote, and the the public vote, but. For as long as it is on the Late Late Show, I can't support it because you'll hear further now in our discussions just how much that Late Late space hinders what could be Mm -hmm. fantastic, interesting songs. Like, you just wonder, are we going to lose a really great potential Eurovision song or songs because that studio is not suitable for good staging and will those songs unfortunately be lost to the late late studio i think there's a possibility with at least one of them if not with more of them and i don't think that's right so ultimately my answer is no but we'll see what happens yeah on friday the third only Mm -hmm. a few days away now you talk about the studio there i just want to quiz you a bit because you talk about the studio how would you feel if they did keep it within the late late but go to, a, you know, they've done specials in London and mm. down in the country and stuff like that. How would you feel about even if they moved out of that studio? Much better. Much better. Much would, better. Okay. Still don't love the whole panel discussing each song yeah. and all that hoo-ha going on. But uh, if the space is better, I would feel better about it. I mean, Connor, you and I only were randomly watching some of those live on tape videos yeah. to the day. And Brooks won. Mm. God love her. 
it was horrific in that late late studio mm-hmm. look at the difference between that and the Turin stage like there's no comparison yeah. so but she even said it herself you know the late late show studio does not prepare you for Eurovision mm-hmm. and I know nothing compares you for Eurovision but you can do things to to prepare yourself for it do you know what I mean yeah. giving acts a space that they feel okay it's not like Eurovision but it gives me that sense of performing to a large audience within my own country mm. Brooke never had that she had that in Amsterdam she had that in, in Madrid and stuff but not at home where it essentially is most important so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think we're both let's wait the, and see yeah a few yeah. days to go we'll see what we get on Friday night but I think we should get stuck in now because yeah. we had to have a panel for discussing <laughs> this we couldn't be on our own no no absolutely not we had to invite some friends to the podcast on Michal and Michal I think Connor. without further ado let's take it away here we go right guys here we go with our Eurosong 2023 panel discussion we're going to go through each of the six songs competing and of course we can't do it alone so we're delighted to be joined by two very special our first guest is the founder and reactor on Eurovision Hub it is Melfest Michal, as we call him on the podcast. But Michal, okay, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? I feel like a wee fanboy. I listen to this <laughs> podcast like every week when I'm cleaning my apartment or if I'm just having a wee coffee or if I'm walking around. So Don't thank, that. You. thank you for having me on. Tell us a quick bit about yourself, Melfest Michal, for anyone listening to the podcast who hasn't come across you before. I'm sure most people have. Mm. Uh, so like you guys said, I'm the founder of Eurovision Hub, the, the home of Eurovision Reactions. Um, yeah, and I'm living in Stockholm, which is maybe where you've got Melfast Michal from. I'm there every year, making contact with the contestants. I'm obsessed with it. And yeah, oh, I'm from Derry as well, because you haven't heard the accent. He's a Derry boy. <laughs> Derry boy. I love flyers. Have you got your passport safely somewhere? Jesus, mommy, is my pa- is my password over there? <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's your link to Connor and I? How do we all know each other? Uh, so me and you, Louise, we we met, we go way back. Go back? <laughs> so hang on, when did this start? Like 2018? When you 2017, reached- end of 2017. 2017, you reached <laughs> out and um, wanted to join the channel. We got you on board. We loved you. Uh, and then since then we've just kind of stayed super close and then Connor I know you from Twitter and then I got you on board to help out with that some videos and some graphics and stuff at Eurovision Hub and then we finally met in Turin last year all together well I met Louise previously but I mean us four all met in Turin yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) a separate podcast could be just a story time (laughs) Literally, the stories that are in. You guys are my Eurovision husbands. I'm not joking. The three of you are like, my guys. Sticking up in relationships. Right. Probably the only one. (laughs) On that note, we need to go to our next special guest, the other member of the Turin crew. He is also called Mihal. Aloha. Aloha. No, not this. (laughs) <laughs> he he does great work with the Eurovision site ESC Extra, and he's also incredibly extra on Twitter. Glasgow Mihal, welcome. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Hi. Hi. How are you? Tell us a bit about yourself, Glasgow Mihal, please. 
Um, yeah, as you said, I do some writing for AC Extra, um, and I basically live on Twitter a little bit too much. Um, I also make some TikTok videos of my rankings that get a lot of angry comments. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just obsessed with Eurovision, and I always have been. So yeah, that's me. And we call you Glasgow Miho because you're there for part yeah, of the year, so- right? I'm here. I'm here for university. Um, so I was obviously really upset when Glasgow didn't get Eurovision this year, but you know it'll be great in Liverpool. And given your obsession with Twitter, as you've mentioned, it's probably obvious how you know Connor and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Louise. It all started um, with me and you with uh, a simple tweet. Um, Ding dong, you're wrong. I think it was said. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's very unusual to start off a friendship on like a mini <laughs> argument, but um, that's myself and Glasgow Mihal <laughs> to a T, I think. Yeah, yeah, honestly, that kind of sums up our friendship since then. Um, yeah, and then Connor, obviously, we've known each other from Twitter um, yeah. and from from group chats and things like that. So, and we've all obviously met in Turin, which is a lot of fun. So. Yeah. My like favorite memory with the three of you guys is um, being on the train from Milan. Like we met Mihal in Milan, oh God. Uh, Glasgow Mihal, and meeting. So we, the, myself, Connor, and Glasgow Mihal got on the train from Milan to Turin. Melfest Mihal was already there. And me, like myself and Glasgow Mihal, in all honesty, tormenting poor Connor on the train. Like we just <laughs> didn't, I, we just didn't stop arguing and chatting rubbish the whole way. And then I'm there on the train, like, I wonder what's up with Belfast Beehive. I must text him. I must see what the crack is. The lad's trying to put me off, me going into the bathroom. Yeah. And you took forever to come out. My God, we were literally like, (laughs) where is she? There was an issue in the bathroom. There was a problem with the toilet. And I came out giving out about this. Oh, yeah, you literally came out. So me. I came out, like, all worked up about, like, this issue I've just had. And gorgeous Melfast Mihal is there waiting to give me a hug. <laughs> and it was really me. cute. It was oh, really cute. Oh, Seeing oh, your reaction was so cute. Um, oh, I, I love you guys. I think I was hiding behind Mihal and Connor, and then I just yeah. peeped up and I was like, hey, we misses. And you were like, <laughs> like <laughs> I love you guys. We love you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. There's nobody else we would have wanted to, to do this with. Absolutely. Um, yes. Should we get stuck in, Connor? Yeah, may as well. So we're going to kick it off in the running order of how the songs were revealed. So the first song we're going to discuss is Aji, Too Good For Your Love. Glasgow Mihal, do you want to kick us off and let us know your thoughts on the song? Yeah, um, it's a bit of a banger. I have to say it. I'm quite happy with it. Um, as far as like songs in your song goes, um, it's definitely one of the best songs we've probably ever had in, in Eurosong, in my opinion. Um, I would just love to be drunk, dancing in Euroclub to this song, like honestly getting my life. Like I think this would be a great song to win Eurosong, honestly. But I do have the fear that the staging is an issue because songs like that, they need to be staged exactly right. and. You know, we are in the late, late show this year. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm very, I'm very unsure of its chances. But overall, yeah, I think it's a good song. It's good, it's a good start for Ireland this year. Melfast Mihal, do you agree? Yeah, there's definitely some things you said that I agree on. But what I have to say is that, like, first of all, what I will say is that I do like the lineup this year. I like uh how sonically diverse it is. 
Um, and actually, this song is one of my three, not favorites, but the three songs, one of the three that I like. Uh, so I agree with you in the sense that this will be tricky to stage. We have seen songs like this in the contest before, which haven't had the best result, maybe due to staging. Um, the Late Late Show isn't going to be the best platform to try stage that either. Um, and I guess it just shows a different side of Ireland that not this side, but I've wanted a different side of Ireland to be shown on the Eurovision stage. And I think this is it. I thought of you, Melfest Mihal, specifically with this song because it really gives me the vibes of Luca Hani. She got me. And I know that that was like your jam in 2019. Dirty Yeah. Love that song. It's, this is a funny one for Connor and I, like delving into these songs. I feel like they've been our. A guilty secret in a way, yeah. Speaks me. Oh. I find it really hard to hold back on them. Um, for me personally, guys, I have to echo everything both of you have said. That I love the song. I'm streaming it quite a lot. Mm. I think it's a huge step up for Ireland in Eurovision. It would be so different for us in Eurovision. But agree totally. My concern is how it's staged. Now, word on the street is there's dancers, which there needs to be, right? Yeah, you can't have an up tempo song with a with their dancers you know especially in that late late show studio I think you know it's so intimate it kind of look a bit awkward if he's just standing there on his own so I do think he needs a backing dancer or two but apparently there's four so you know that, that's good symmetry that's good. same choreographer as Brooke last year apparently as well so you know interesting times ahead but I, I agree with you guys I think everything that you said is true the staging is going to be key for this and not to make it look messy or unpolished or just awkward I think that's going to be the real issue for it but it is a bop and that's you know that's something that Ireland needs more of we've kind of gone in the jury old ballad over the last few years and I think a bop is definitely the right avenue to go down if if we're going to make an impact vote. it's surely for your song it's at a disadvantage with that studio mm. I feel like I'm a broken record banging on about how much I hate the late studio but really in all honesty it is going to to disadvantage it but there's something about Aji I really like and I really trust yeah. that's a big thing for me with an entrant it was like a Brooke last year I really trusted Brooke mm. that she had a vision and that it was going to be polished and that there was going to be a package on the Turian stage which there completely was in the end and I feel like Aji will do that he seems to know what he's talking about just from speaking to him he's got his head screwed on he knows what he needs to do he's a producer as well as a songwriter so the whole intricacies of a song how to stage it, how to perform it. He knows that. Yeah. So there, I have a good feeling overall about this one, I think. Yeah. And you hear that in the production of the song that he is in the business and knows what he's doing because, I mean, oh, do I want to say it? I think this is what Only Love Survives wanted to be in 2013. <laughs> yeah. I, no, yeah. For real, for real. Like this. Why are you laughing? Because I just thought that comparison is probably the funniest thing ever. I just, <laughs> I, I'm only imagining Borons and t- Topless Men right now. Like, I can't. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, sonically, that's what I think. Yeah, yeah I get it. That's what it wanted to be and sound like. And it never did, even after the revamp, even after the Windows Media Player music video. Like, it just, <laughs> that's what it wanted to be. So I'm happy that we have a polished, um, modern, different sound that could possibly re- represent us. Yeah, There has been an argument out there that some people feel it's dated. What do we all think about that? I agree. 
I agree too, but I I also have the opinion, like people say this about a lot of songs like Ulrika this year, for example, that it's dated, but I don't think that dated necessarily means bad. You know, dated doesn't equal bad. Like some of my it could favorite be nostalgic. Songs from, yeah, exactly. Some of my favorite songs are from the 90s and obviously they're dated, but they're great, you know? So if you're talking back to a time where where things were, I don't know, better or like people enjoyed music in a different way, I don't think that's necessarily has to be a bad thing it's just if it's a good song it's a good song now like one thing that I'm, I'm kind of concerned about because I've not actually heard myself what he's like live but if he doesn't sound good live this song will crash and burn because like um I feel like a song like this needs good vocals it's, yeah I, I definitely think so so I, I hope I hope he's good yeah I think the whole dated argument I wouldn't necessarily agree I feel like it is more not generic but something we're familiar with hearing rather than being like you know mainstream kind of yeah just a bit mainstream is it like the most inventive of that kind of category no so it's kind of basic in that form but like I I don't think it would feel too out of place on the radio nowadays it would be on the Love Island episode which makes it pretty current yeah that's how I would kind of view it oh I wouldn't I wouldn't take that as a measure of success you know like James Newman like come on I'm sorry Uh, I can't love him (laughs) I love him but guys he's kind of hinted at in our interview with him that you know there might be a possible revamp coming if it works for the song do you guys feel that the song does need a revamp in any shape or form in terms of what what is he talking about a revamp? Because I was listening to it a lot recently and I was like, you could do with a nice little middle eight at the end. Let's bring the tempo back or bring it down and let's go back up then and shit off. I don't know if he's talking about like, is he revamping the structure of the song or is he maybe going to do like production? I think he was saying more about playing around with things and we brought up the whole Irish elements of things because obviously he's from the Gaelsocht area. So we were talking about, you know, the addition of Irish in the song somewhere or some Irish element. And like, of course, he was open to it. But um, I think just more generally, he was talking about a revamp in, in any shape or form. So it's more so like, what what would you do with it if, if you did think it was a revamp needed for it? I suppose in terms of revamp as well, I do wonder, is the th- little thing maybe missing from this song kind of the moment? Because we know quite often with successful Eurovision entries, there is a moment. Often that can only come together when you have a visual or have staging, which we don't have much visuals for this song. But I think this could do well if we had something like Mons Emerlove Heroes sort of graphics. I'm not saying he needs to copy Mons, but something he could work with digitally to, I, I don't know, sp- spice up the performance. I think dancers is good. I'm happy there's dancers. But I'd be interested to see, is there some sort of projection, something cool they could do just to up the you feel like a clock kind of like LED screen and be like, too good for your love. And then like a boom moment or something like that. But... Too good for your love. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of a yeah. ticking element. Yeah. Emer Walsh, are you there? Hello. <laughs> we'll stage it. <laughs> you know how you said about the moment? That's kind of what I meant if he wants to revamp the structure. Like, because okay. it's very, it's it's a lot. It's like... It's, the the pace and the tempo but bring it down and then like set back up again for the moment you know towards the end because mm-hmm. yeah I feel like it doesn't have that boom it's kind of like violent thing for Germany 2020 he remember Ben kind of reworked it for the revamp and brought it right in and then brought it back up again towards the end it, it kind of needs that moment mm. yeah yeah exactly yeah. 
Yeah, so just a structural thing, but I don't think he's going to do it. And also the Irish, unless it makes sense, don't just throw it in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Especially yeah. Yeah. not on a track like with this genre. Definitely. There's another track that I'd like, but not yet. We'll not talk about it just yet, but... There's been a big call for Irish language. It's been like bubbling on the surface the last few years. This year, you're seeing it online everywhere. And as we know, if you listen to this podcast, Kjolan Graw, I'm the biggest advocate out there. But I agree with you, Malfest Michal, like we need, I, I think people should be calling for Irish language songwriters and singers to be entering more than like an artist who already has written a song they're happy with to just insert it. Mm-hmm. That that would be my feeling. I, I think that could work with some songs, but I don't think we should be calling it just for every song for the sake of a song. Yeah. And um, but Malfest Michal, as you mentioned, that could work with another act. And I'm wondering, is it this next one? And there's been a large bit of hype around this artist online. Her name is Jennifer Connolly. She is from Connemara in Galliath in Galway. <laughs> and she has brought us her song, Midnight Summer Night. Melfest Mihal, can you take us away with your thoughts? I can. This is... Do I even have the words? This, this is my winner, first of all. This is what I would like to go... Um to Liverpool for Ireland I think it's so Irish but I can't put my finger on what it is is it like the vocal I know what it is but I'll tell you after go on sorry it feels ethereal it feels authentic it feels current again I keep talking about wanting our country to be seen in this light because I feel like the the 2000s didn't do us any justice we we are now seen in i feel like we're maybe seen in a time warp so i want the world to see us for where we are now i think this represents us as a country as a music industry very well it's showcasing this young talent and yeah it's haunting and ethereal and very irish but hopefully louise you can tell me what it is that i'm hearing i i can't i don't know what's making it sound irish so Connor laughs at me every time I say this. You know, in the final minute where she starts yodeling. That's that's the yeah, way I describe yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> it's like Dolores from the Cranberries. Yeah. It is, it is. Yodeling. It's not yodeling though. You know what I mean by that I though? Do. Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Glasgow oh, Michal, what are your thoughts on Connolly? Uh um I don't even need to say it. I love it. Like this is my favorite song. Um maybe in your song ever, I'm gonna say it. I think it's brilliant. Wow. I'm so I think it's amazing. And you love playing with numbers. I love playing with numbers, is right, yeah. But I love Midnight Summer Night. Um I don't have so much to say about it, like um I think the production is amazing, especially coming from an 18-year-old. Like, that is insane. Um, I think the lyrical content, people are very confused about, but I think it's brilliant because it kind of, the song is about, like, how monotone life is during the pandemic. And, you know, like, even just random things, like curtains open, close my eyes. Like, you can feel like you're at different times, but time is so slow but so fast at the same time like it's kind of beautiful how she phrases things um and I think it's not supposed to make sense in a conventional way which I just think is brilliant because I don't think she set out to write a coherent song for a chaotic time I I don't think that would make sense but anyway I'm really excited to see her on the Late Late because she did say she's got to add a vocal line 
didn't she when she talked yeah. to you guys so I would I just I just can't wait I'm so excited for it I again with Michal I think I think she would be our best choice for Liverpool I'm toying with that like as a whole like what we should send as opposed to my favorite but I think I still think that she would be our best choice for many reasons because for example I think like it's our most authentic song in the national final um and in recent years Eurovision has moved to a point where authenticity and artist integrity is is really valued um and for Ireland this year I think that's Connolly like I think our choice is Connolly um I mean there's arguments to be made for other songs as well I I do think so so it won't be a disaster well may be disaster but it won't be disaster for most of the songs we said we could send so yeah that's that's my thought from Midnight Summer Night. Connor take this away oh I love it as well it's just it's refreshing but also familiar in in a sense as well um it's not like in your face Irish but has that Irish saying to it as well like Louise was saying earlier the yodeling as we <laughs> blatantly said not it's not yodeling but that kind of cranberry Dolores O'Riordan saying is quite familiar to like the Irish ear it's just mysterious warming at the same time and it's just very relatable like the lyrical content of the song is so powerful uh for me it does need finishing that's the issue for me I do think that it is missing a big kind of not wow moment but that's something extra special it's slightly repetitive for me but like we're dealing with the demo like we're we're aware that it is a demo so that's why it's kind of intriguing me to see what we're going to get next Friday night to see what kind of is added, what's changed and stuff like that. So that's the only thing that's kind of holding me back on, you know, fully putting my support behind it as my winner. But I'm excited because I think out of the six songs, it's probably the one with the most potential with the revamp. But yeah, that, that's my opinion. Louise, do you agree? Or... Letter Mal and Del Rey. Wow. Um Love this. Connor and I heard that we actually were together the first time we heard this a while back and we had been listening to a bunch of songs in the collection and when this came on we both just stopped mm. and we both listened and I don't think we really, I don't think we said anything Insane. and you know me, I can't shut up like so <laughs> we, we, we both just listened and listened and listened and then when it ended I just and I remember this so clearly. Isn't it so weird how sometimes you have memories that are so vivid? And I think it must be because I was really touched by the song. We were sitting outside McDonald's in yeah. the car park. And I just remember, <laughs> I just remember Connor and I looking at each other and going, potential. Yeah. That that has, there's something there. I think that's what we said. Yeah. We said, there is something there. Mm-hmm. There, It has this, as you said, this mysterious quality, familiar yet mysterious warming yet distant it kind of has all of these yin and yang elements going on only added by the fact that we have this real talent of a upcoming artist who we know quite little about but in fairness you can see the the track cover and visuals has been all done by herself that she's kind of a creative mind uh, all behind it it's all her in it as you mentioned Glasgow Mihal, like really really authentic uh, my it, this is honestly up there for me from the outset as a track this is my top track also I am very very concerned about this in the late eight studio very 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 concerned 
because I think the camera angles are really what I'm concerned about. I think if you have this young singer standing at a mic and if every element of the stage hasn't been thought about, if there's random graphics or random backing singers or just something that doesn't fit, I think it's going to throw the whole thing. Wide shots, I think that's not going to help the performance. This is a very intimate song. I think we need close angles. I think we need lots of facial expressions. Smoke, dark colours with light shining through. And I just, I don't know if we're going to get that in the latest studio. I hate to be really pessimistic. But then it's sort of a case of, could you say, will it be good enough to push through? Kind of like with Brooke's performance last year. Like, okay, it wasn't perfect. But could we manage to push it through and get it to Liverpool? And this is my bloody issue with late late show euro song that like we have to think like this do you know mm. anyway that's it that's a, a different discussion <laughs> that's all i have to say sorry <laughs> no i agree i think this song uh it, we need to create a mood with the stage and we need to like yeah. transport um the listener the viewer into this world this ethereal mysterious world that she even from the the album art you can get a sense of what should be created on stage and I do have the same concern as you will the 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 general public tuning in that night see and get that potential straight away enough to pick up the phone and vote um and yeah I just it, it would be a shame to lose this based on the fact that our national selection yeah what is not to power yeah right yeah let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Yeah, but, we were saying earlier as well, you know, she is a relatively, well, she is unknown to, to most people. She's a new artist coming to the scene. And of course, we have some heavy hitters in the in the national final, as we'll discuss later on. Do you think that might hinder her as well in terms of voting and getting to support because she's she's unknown to the to the public? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she she herself went from went from like no views on YouTube to now I think she's got over 25k for her song which is amazing obviously to see but she's got no base support so personally when it comes to wanting Conley to win um I don't think I'm relying much on the televote for that I think I'm gonna have to rely on juries um which is a scary thing considering your mm-hmm. song but I'm hoping that if juries see that and they see the potential, that they will back her. Um, but I'm I'm putting no faith behind it. She she herself, I think, is amazing. And in terms of staging, um, I fully agree with you guys. I think it needs to be intimate, I think it needs to be dark. I don't think it could be like starry behind her, like it could be. I, I could be like a spotlight almost on her. And then the only time I would endorse the wide shot is when she's doing her yodeling. That's it. Anything else? No. <laughs> I love that the yodeling thing's taken off now. <laughs> you were slacking me a minute ago, but now we're all used to it. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Yeah, that, that makes sense, Michal. Wide shot if she is yodeling. Yeah, you mentioned Irish in the first song, but I think if we're ever going to place Irish into a song, it would only be this one. It would fit. She's from the area. It would be authentic to her. Um, and I actually listened to this really good podcast called Eurovision, and they had this interview with her. And um, yeah, she she has a history of um, what what's the name of the Shano singing. 
Yeah, so, you know, that could tie really nicely with it. Yeah, let's see. That's that's my hope. I would love an Irish verse or a chorus or something. There is traditional elements in it. You can you can pick them out. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it makes it makes sense that she's from a Guelph region. And even that, I know we're joking calling it yodeling, but that that part of the vocal uh does fit in with what happens in Shana's singing. So it's really interesting. She was great to chat to. Oh yeah, great. Uh, we were really lucky to get her on actually. Yeah. I um, think we had an exclusive there, but you know what? <laughs> she's a lovely girl. Lovely she has girl. a lot of mystery around her, you know. She seems yeah. to just be loving the ride. And listen, her mammy. Yeah, it's so sound. <laughs> what so about the Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's lovely. Hi, Amory. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, oh also, can we just shout out Conley's TikToks? Like her TikTok yeah. game. She's not what two, but they're strong. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan of them. Keep going, to, Conley. Like, <laughs> you need to stitch what you call stitch the word you at them, me all on yeah. your TikTok. Oh, all oh, right. I'll try. I'll try. Yeah, I'll think about that. Yeah. <laughs> So moving on now to our next song, and it is from probably the most worst kept secret in Eurosong history about their participation. We probably found out about June last year that they were very interested, but it is Wild Youth. We are one. Now, Melfest Michal, what do you think of We Are One? Is it the song that we needed from Wild Youth? Maybe in 2015 or 2016. Yeah. In saying that, I like that we have them in the national final i like their i i don't like i love their enthusiasm i like that they're you know they're known in ireland to represent the irish music industry at the moment you know they're on the radio they're touring people know them and i'm conflicted with this one because this could do a lot for the perception of the contest in ireland and invite artists like them to, to take part in Eurosong in the future but I just don't know if the song I, it could it, we could qualify with it maybe, but and it's my third out of the these first three are the three that I like. Um, but I just listening to their other tracks. This, you know, these songs telling me to be happy and telling me that we're all good, and you know, I, I just I can't with them. They feel too too. Um, I just don't like them. This, If the lyrics were maybe different in the song, I could like it, but this is maybe what we needed in the early 10s or the mid 10s. Um, but again, I go back and forth because I'm like, okay, it's a band. Irish Ireland has a big band culture. We, we export a lot of really good bands, but it's for me, it's just the song. Because they look cool. They have a team. They know what they're doing. Their lead singer is so enthusiastic about Ireland. You know, I you can hear I go back and forth with yes and no and yes and no. Um, but I'd be proud if they went for us. But I just wish it was a different song. They talked on, on again this podcast Eurovision about being in Stockholm writing writing another song. And this uh, this producer said I I've got this song. I wanted to hear that one. What did that sound like? Um, but yeah, that's what I think. Mm. Yeah, very understandable. And Glasgow Mihal, what about you? Um, like like Mihal, I also I also am very mixed on this. Um, I think Mihal's a bit more optimistic than I am. I obviously I love their enthusiasm. I think it's brilliant. I think it's amazing how we have a big band who's so open and happy to represent us in Eurovision. Like I think that's amazing, and that's where my compliments stop. 
I think, yeah, the song is, it's just, it's, it says we're one, but it's not the one. It's really not. I'm sorry. It's just not. I, 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 I think they they find every cliche in the book and they put it in. Um, and it's really sad because I really like the guys. I think they're lovely. Um, but the song itself, every time I listen to it, it for me it gets worse because I'm just like, oh, this could have been, you know, it's no champagne butterflies. It could have been champagne butterflies part two, the remix. Um, but I don't know. I just. Every time I think about it, it just really upsets me because it really could be our song for Eurovision. It probably will be our song for Eurovision. I think. I think while youth will win, um, the I think while when while youth will win the selection, but I just don't see Europe taking the song well. I think people will look at it and be like, "Oh, look, another song about unity and happiness and all that." Um. And Eurovision has got to the point where, as I said earlier, it's about authenticity. It's about like, you know, again, artist inte- integrity. But this song is so generic, and this could anyone could sing this. Anyone could sing this. It's not. It's not. It doesn't tell me anything about Wild Youth. It doesn't tell me anything about Ireland. It's. It's just. It's really sad because I do think this is going to win. In saying that. In saying that, I do think that the music for the song, like if we didn't have any lyrics, the song wouldn't be the worst. Like it would be, I could bop along to it. Um, and it's really funny, Michal, because you said you had three favorites. I also have three favorites, but this one's not in it. It's probably my fourth place. Um, but yeah, I feel really left out by it because I was so excited for while you send a song. I really thought that it would be like, a good song maybe not my favorite because their genre is very poppy and I feel like I could like it but not love it um but this is the inner word underwhelming so I feel bad for saying that because they're lovely people so yeah to be honest yeah. that's why you're here yeah well, we mop yeah. up Connor <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like this is the one that I just so conflicted about because like you guys were saying they're such a lovely lads and I love them so much but like you got to be honest about the song and I actually do really like the song. I like all of the all five of the songs, five of the six songs that are competing in your <laughs> song. Yeah, just forgot one. Um, I actually love like five of the songs this year, and I would be happy with any of them representing us. But I just feel that this song doesn't match their other songs that they released for some strange reason. Like I don't get the same wild youth vibe off it. Like Glasgow Michal, you were saying, just feels a tiny bit generic. I feel like this would be the perfect like common song for like adult Eurovision, something like that. Um, it fits in like with the Euros, or, like the World Cup, that kind of anthemic song. But is it competitive? I don't think so. I think staging, look, the production side of things, they do amazing because they got a great team. They got a record label behind them. So all that side of things would be perfect. But, you know, it's a song contest at the end of the day. The song needs to do, do justice. And is it one that would grab voters on a night especially with the be 100% televote I'm not too sure not too sure but I can see the staging though I feel like they're going to go down that Jake and Joe 2016 vibe of like you know their album cover it's all photos of everything it's going to be like we're inspirational let's do this together I just feel they're going to go down that route based on the album cover for the or the single cover for the song and I'm just like oh is this like you were saying, uh, Melfast Michal, is it like 2013, 14, 15 kind of vibes? Like we've moved on from that. I don't know. That's that's how we're going with We Are One, but 
Lou, what do you think? Wild Youth fan over here. I've always loved Wild Youth. Uh, I love their recent song, Live Without You. I love Champagne Butterflies. I love Can't Stop Moving. I've loved pretty much all of their discography. And from the outset, they've always been quite like sassy. Like they've got attitude, like, bum, bum, can't move on, on and on and on. You know, like they're, they're, um, they've got a bit of, they've got, they've got a bit of oomph to them. You know, they've got, they've got personality. So I think I agree in a sense with a lot of what you're all saying about the lyrically this song and the mood of this song maybe veering off the track a little bit for what we're used to with Wild Youth however my initial thought hearing this was I was a massive Glee fan right and I feel like a lot of people listening to the podcast probably were the same they grew up a little bit with shows like that and this is giving like Glee original song. If you know, you know. Okay. So yes, okay, it is that kind of like we are all one, unity, uh, celebrating our differences, celebrating uniqueness, all of that. Um, I think if you're looking at it progressing to Liverpool, which as you guys have mentioned, it, it looks highly likely that they could get the ticket for Ireland. I think this could be like a lovely palate cleanser in a semi-final of like appealing to masses and kind of anthemic feeling. It came together a little bit more for me as well when we spoke to Connor O'Donoghue, one of the loveliest guys on the planet. So kind, so generous with his time. Just really genuine, nice person, a great songwriter. So much time for him. It came together for me more when I heard Connor talking about his feelings with Eurovision how there's people from other countries cheering on other countries and all these flags and this kind of thing. I thought, oh, that could be that could be what pulls it together. If they use all the space on the stage, they come right out to the crowd. We have all the shots of the flags. That's where I could see it working and pulling up some televote points. It's not going to win your vision. It's not going to cross into the top two. Yeah. I'm being honest there with that. But, but I don't I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that this could qualify. I could be wrong, but that that is my initial feeling. I don't think this would be the worst entering the world. We sent dying to try to your vision. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, Glasgow me home, but we did. <laughs> I don't like the song. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this would be an interesting one. Yeah, I think I think live as well. It's gonna will have that appeal of like will it click and people were yeah. like, oh, I actually get this. But like you were saying that Connor's a lovely fellow and you learn more from the song. But the general viewer at home will not have that element of the song. They'll be hearing it for the first time on the night. They'll see the postcard. Commentators might talk about it. They might not use it. They're kind of slating things. So they probably won't say anything like that. And then they'll hear the song and that's it. Okay. Um, it was like us last year with Brooke. You know, fans loved her. But on the night, people are seeing her for the first time. So, you know, whether we like her or not, like the majority of people watching at home are viewing it for the first night. And we'll judge it off that three minutes. It's not about their tours, their press packs there anything like that it's literally three minutes of the song and that's it so i'm not too sure i'm not too for sure me, for me it's given denmark it's like it's it's given denmark do you know what i mean like it's giving denmark it can slide through it's inoffensive like it can, soldiers of love that kind of my mom would be like oh jesus that's lovely must vote for them like and my mommy loves the danish entries so you know, maybe in a semi-final, it's not competitive. It's like, oh, well, I'll, I'll just vote for them as well. I don't know. 
I don't want it to represent us, but it, the chances are likely and it could qualify. But I was just going to say, like, message songs are done and they have been done for a while. As Miho said, it's all about authenticity. It's all like that sells, that shows, and that's rewarded. And this is just not it. You, you, they should rock up with one of their songs from an album if that's the case. And that would be more authentic and probably do better. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really sad. I think that we're kind of hoping for a song that might qualify or might be the, you know, wild card qualifier. Like, it's, I think it's really sad. But I generally think they should do a Malta. Win your song, change the song and qualify. You know, yeah. I think it would work. Like, you know, I love Emma Muscat, but doing it, Ira Lasko, and she qualified, didn't she? That worked. So I it's only like... a matter of time before Emma Muscat was brought up. <laughs> I just slid that in there, didn't I? No, I mean, um, I really think they should do an Ira Lasko and send send a different song um, that would have more potential, more meaning, something with like something with a bit of divisiveness like get some people to hear it but get some people to love it absolutely love it and those people will be the ones that show out to vote for you because we know they have a strong fan base in Ireland but they're not really known throughout Europe maybe Champagne Butterflies is but the name Wild Youth isn't really known itself so I don't think they can rely on name recognition in Eurovision semi-final alone so I genuinely think that if they win change that song honestly I, that's my opinion with it. I'm here for that as well. I'm here for that. The other thing, we're talking a lot about qualifying and results and stuff. And we have all, I think now we've all got our Eurovision strategists mm-hmm. hat on. The other thing also to say is, for me, this is quite high risk in the sense that, like initially you think, oh no, it isn't because they're a well-known band. They've got backing, they've got a, a record company, et cetera, management, all that but it is high risk because there's a win-lose scenario here. Like you send Adji or Connolly, it's kind of win-win because it's like, okay, one wins that they do well, they qualify to get a half decent result. The other win is, okay, we didn't qualify, but we sent a pretty decent song and an up-and-coming artist got a great platform and maybe they'll come back to your song at some point. Wild Youth, I sort of see it as a big win-lose because, okay, it could be a big win, even if they qualify and don't do amazingly in the final that would still be a big win I think because you'd have other artists in Ireland going oh yeah well gee that fair place and they qualified that's great they got us in the final maybe I'll throw in the song for next year but the big 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 lose if is wild Jeep going and not qualifying yeah that could be a yeah. big nail in the coffin for us because that shuts the door on future artists with that same stature in Ireland going ah they didn't qualify so mm. why should I put myself through that and that makes me very very nervous yeah and for I me, mean, I think that's the like that would be the likely outcome of things at this moment in time. And that's what frightens me. It's like, are, are we just shutting the door then on future big names, so to say, entering the contest? And that's not what we need at the moment, you know, because we're only getting around to the stage of seeing these big acts who are current, who are on the radio, who are everywhere, you know, on TV shows, everything like that in Ireland. We're only getting to that stage of seeing them come now. And if they were to win and not qualify, I think we're just back to square one of seeing these mediocre acts coming to the stage singing Melfest rejects and stuff like that. Do you mean? So I'm not too sure if that's that's the path we should be going down, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, and also, even if they qualify and finish like 21st or I don't know, like, you know, within that area, is is the the, the everyday artist in Ireland thinking about, well, at least they qualified, you know, are mm. they 
thinking like us because we're thinking we'll be qualified. That's a good sign. I don't know. I think they need to f- finish a lot higher up for artists to be like, oh, that was a good result. You know, I think yeah. that the the result, if they don't qualify and if they finish in the bottom end, is the same for me. I still think it's 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 really risky. Actually, this is so interesting. You brought this up. Like with Connolly, it could be win-win, you know, but at least we had a good song. At least we, but with them, there's so many negative results that could follow if they don't mm. do well and i can't see them doing well with that song so let's do what miho said and let's change the song no for real though like that's not out of i think that could be a possibility take an album track or something or that one you wrote in stockholm with whatever it's just hard because i know that i think connor's heart and soul went into that song um it's just it's a hard one it is it's tricky. Well, I, I, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility either because, you know, we've seen by the additions to this Nostra final, Orti doesn't mind spicing things up. So, like, you know, this isn't, you know, if the, if the lads really listen to the fans and hear the push for a new song, it might be a possibility now. I think chances are slim, but, it you know, you can't, you can never rule it out. And I do think, I do agree with you guys that it probably would be the best idea to go with something that maybe is in their back catalogue that might not fit on an album but they have their ready to go and it sounds more them and matches the previous songs we've we've heard from them like champagne butterflies you know that th- this just doesn't sound like a wild youth song it could be any band it could be any artist so i think that's that's the issue for me but yeah yeah i mean in regards to like if they seriously did want to change the song i don't really see i don't really see that happening i don't really see michael keely being like oh yeah here lads go on change the song there like you just won over all these other songs that competed but you sure you go change that song so I mean we could hope for that but I think they should but it's I don't I don't see RT allowing it personally um it is difficult when you have people spending money and voting like you have to think about the the broadcaster feeling at kind of an yeah. integrity in that sense that you could have then a backlash of but we voted for that song, mm-hmm. you know. It's there's a lot of food for thought here, really. Yeah. It's it's uh it's not fully straightforward, I think, with Wild Youth. It'll nope. be interesting. Okay, everyone, there we have it. That is the first part of our Eurosong 2023 panel. That was a lot of fun. Thanks to Miho and thanks to Miho. We, of course, discussed Aji Too Good for Your Love, Conley Midnight Summer Night and wild youth we are one there is a part two though yes, right connor absolutely part two is available now so head over if you want to hear what we thought about the remaining three songs and also those all important votes who have you decided to crown the airvision's euro song 2023 champion exciting See you times in part two Air-Vision.